Welcome to Chasing Spirits Paranormal. Kick back, relax, and come with us as we discuss everything paranormal and beyond. Today, Paige, tell us about what we're drinking. We are drinking the Voodoo Queen. That should tell you a lot about tonight's show. It, it's um, grape juice, vanilla vodka, and vanilla vanilla syrup. Stir it all together with some grapes in there, and you got your nice little grape juice that'll kick you. Make you see the spirits. Definitely some very spirited for sure. Do something anyway. Absolutely. Now that our little cast has grown, I'd like to introduce you people to Walter. Walter hails from Louisiana and is a backcountry boy. No, he's Cajun. He's Cajun. Oh, yeah, I'm Cajun. Country boys can't hang with us. <laughs> no, sir, they can't. I take that back. Um... Walter also has years of experience in the paranormal. And has some really good uh, toys or instruments to for uh, ghost detection and whatnot. And he shares those toys with us. Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> your mother brought you up, right, Walter? Yeah, I miss her. <laughs> she, was, she was good. R.I.P. Mama Walter. Okay, um, tonight we are going to discuss, who are we talking about, Paige? The infamous Voodoo Queen, Marie Laveau. Oh. Boom. Amazing thing. She wasn't really that bad. No, she wasn't. People think she's horrible. She could be, but she was really a good person. Yes, she was. Well, she, um, from what I understand, is that she got along with the, um, you know, the, uh, I guess, the town folk in Louisiana and, uh, of course, specifically in New Orleans. New Orleans, you know, we don't say it like that, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we don't say New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry. New Orleans. Nah. Uh, we, we do talk funny. I don't know, though. They say we talk funny. But, um, you talk yeah, fine she, to me. I understand you. Know, a lot you. Of people think she was just a voodoo queen, but they really don't understand what the, the word voodoo was. I mean, basically, she demonstrated all, all her voodoo was for beauty, healing, and spiritual purposes. And people think, you know, oh, I thought she was casting spells and no. killing people. But no, she used it for healing, spiritual, and beauty purposes. Now, if well, she got I know up, there was, but I know there is one case where, uh, she got um, one one uh, person off of death row who was a is like a, a child of a an important um, a uh, figurehead. Yep. yep, and they they claim, and you know a lot of the people, you know, what they don't realize is Marie Laveau. She used she tried to use all her her, her voodoo for for rightful things. But if you made her mad, then she, she would, that was it. She pawned you to the side. And they said, you didn't want to be pawned by Marie Laveau. And then I didn't really, I knew, I kind of knew a little bit, but I didn't realize her daughter carried her legacy on after her. Yeah, she was uh, named, af named after her also. Yep. yep. 
But, um, you know, there's just a lot of bad mojo going on around that. But people also ask, well, why is her gravesite so haunted? And so, because she don't want to be bothered. That's my explanation of it. You you go to her gravesite and you disrespect it and it comes back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. And many people have been thrown, thrown through the gate. Uh, I mean, people, if, if you see pictures of it, they just disrespect her gravesite. People are so, I mean... I don't want them to to come and you know disrespect my grave site, but, but yeah, because I've seen pictures of of uh, <clears throat> before and then compared to now, and then people that that go to to visit her grave site, I yeah. guess they're they just have no respect for the dead because they just kind of like spray paint all over it, graffiti, and no, just trash right. it. And, they're, they're going there to do a ritual to have Marie Laveau grant her grant them a wish. Yeah. And they end yep. up just um destro- destroying it some. I mean yep. desecrated, I should say. Before she died, she told everyone, she said, When I die and y'all bury me, and she's buried in a family plot. Because her mom practiced voodoo too. That's the her whole family. Her mom and her, her daughter, and then I think her descendants. But what's crazy is when she died, she left word in her will. She says, I was respected on this earth, but if I'm disrespected by my death, there will be a mockery made. So she keeps her promise today. That was her own words. She, she to everybody in New Orleans knew when she passed away, she was well respected. She had a, I mean, it was a big ceremony. But for the people who thought she was dealing with, because back then, if you was doing voodoo, you was a witch. You know, everybody, you was a witch. They were going to try to kill you or whatever. But she lived to be 80 years old, which is uncommon for someone who practiced voodoo because it was considered witch, witchery. But in New Orleans, they understood that. And uh, But she was, for the ones who disrespected her, she's kept her promise throughout the years. I mean, even to today, I mean, you know, they you hear all the horror stories about going to her grave site, but you don't hear the good stories. I mean, people have gone to her gravesite and walked away, healed from things. So, crazy. Yeah, and um, the only thing I'd I'd bring up is that um, I, I almost want to say that voodoo wasn't really uh, like I want I don't want to say a popular thing, but a mainstream thing when uh, you know just because of her because she was just I- so you know, well-known and everything. And she was, you know, she also had connections with the, uh, the, the upper class in the, in the right. New Orleans and she was, area. Um, she was a hairdresser and she took, she, uh, her clientele was the upper class. Yeah. Right. And so she her, got to hear a lot of gossip. Yeah. And if you see her picture, she was really, she was, she, they, they describe her and in her picture, you can see it as beauty. She was, so her beauty was beyond, they said, but, uh, I mean, she was born in September of 1801. She lived 80 years, which back then, that's that's a ripe age to live. Right. And where people were dying at 50, 60 years old, she lived to be 80. And uh, and I think, I don't remember, I know her husband, I think her husband was a little younger than her because he, he was around, I think he was born, I think his name was Jacques Paris. He was born in 1819. He died in 1820. So... You know, they didn't, it, but, uh, she, um, and what a lot of people don't realize about voodoo, and I'm sure, it, yeah, if you study on it, 
it, there was two types of, of, of voodoo. There's two types. You had voodoo and then you had black magic. But voodoo, and I guess I can talk about this on here, but back then, the slaves practiced voodoo because they weren't allowed to read books. They wasn't allowed to do certain things. And it was a religion for them. Right. It was yeah. a mishmash of um, Catholicism and an African religion. Right. It was so. It was an. It was a, a way for them to worship with nobody knowing. Right. Nobody did it. And uh, I mean, in the, you see it in the Civil War. It was real big throughout the Civil War. Uh, but even before, around, around eighteen fifty to about eighteen to the end of the Civil War. I mean, voodoo was it was. But there were practices where people use it for bad too. So, and you can read that, like St. Francisville. I mean, um, wow, that's a different day, different story, but mm-hmm. I got some good stuff on that one. Oh, yeah. But it was practiced for bad reasons over there, and that's why so much bad happens at St. Francisville Plantation. But uh, I read some stuff. I, I kind of looked up on Marie Laveau and found out, wow, she really was, uh, she was um, well known in her community. So, yes, she was. But I'm going to tell you what I've noticed too is there's two different dates, and I had to look this up. So, one date says Marie Laveau was born in 1794 and she died in 1891, which would make her older than 80 years old. But then on her grave site, the date of death and the date of birth is born in September of 1801, and she died. And, um, Oh, shoot, I just said it. 1881. 1881. Well, I consider the records at the time weren't exactly the best. Right. But then, as I keep reading and reading and reading, she was known as the Louisiana Creole descendant. Uh, every Everything I read says she was born in 1794. So she lived even... She lived older than 81. But they go by the date on her, her grave, which is 1801. What does what her um, baptismal record baptism record say? According to what I'm reading, 1794 to 1881, it mm-hmm. says Marie Laveau, born 1794, died 1881, was a Louisiana Creole descendant from the colonial white settlers, black right. slaves, and free people of color of Southern Louisiana. So, oh, and that's another thing. She was considered a free person of color, her and her husband. And um, her husband was actually a carpenter. So yeah. for... for um, for, oh, no, he was a carpenter. For some of our listeners, uh, could you explain what a Creole is? Because the Creole Creole. That too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's probably some uh, like listeners from overseas that might know what what that is. My my term, I don't know my tech, my my wording of a Creole would be silly, but I mean, I just say a Creole is a true Cajun. I mean, it's a descendant, a descendant of. Uh, let me, I'll just pull it up. I had wrote that down somewhere. The Creole's more the, um, the, it's, uh, the, the black community, the more black. Yeah, the darker. Yeah. Hard to talk about that because, you know, you got to watch nowadays. It's a person of mixed and black descent, especially in Caribbean. Yeah. And then, yeah. and so where does the French speaking come in? So, supposedly... The French came, we came, we settled in Louisiana, well, so they claimed late 1500s early 1600s yeah and 
that's a, I'd have to really study on that. But I know my a lot of my descendants are came in through Piaport around uh, from some of the dates we've seen, 1590s up to around 16. 16 is when we dated through. Uh, I guess came out of France. One some one of them ships sailed through, and hey, look, let's just go here with the mosquitoes. But, <laughs> Hey, my but family got kicked out of Acadia by the British. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, if you ever see, I know it sounds weird, but when you see Cajuns, even during the winter, I mean, we're, all Cajuns are dark, dark, complected. Now, is there a difference between Cajuns and Creole? Do y'all think? There is. I have no idea. The um, Creole's like more of a black and European, whereas... Cage is more European, right? And you notice most of the most of the Creoles <coughs> towards New Orleans, right? And most of the Cajuns were towards South, like towards Lafayette. Lafayette. See, people say Lafayette. No, it's Lafayette. Lafayette, Morgan City, Morgan City, split between them. People don't realize that there was a split between the two. And uh, but she was she was a mentor. In her time, I mean, people, they, they literally worshipped her. Yeah. And, uh, not, not talking just the, the, the slave community, I'm talking the whites, everybody. But, you know, they, they say they she practiced voodoo magic to give, uh, I think she had a network of spies. She also yeah. knew how she got all the gossip just because she's a hairdresser. Yep. And she used that to her advantage. Because, you know, she was, yep. she would, here she was a woman, free, free woman of color. She was kind of invisible to the other yeah, clientele, was... so she got she heard all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I think that's probably why she had a lot of uh, white clientele. Also, is because she was uh, uh, she was uh, a woman of freedom, as according to the the laws back at the time. And she was probably very good. Yeah. Right. And crazy thing is. Uh... I'm trying to find it. I tried to find it for tonight, but I couldn't. But in the 19, early 1900, I think it was 1900 or 1901, right at the beginning, in New Orleans, Marie Laveau, she proved to people. People thought that voodoo was, you know, sticking pins in dolls and raising zombies and, you know, making people uh, die from, you know, just poking a, a, a doll. And, uh, and this was why people were scared of it. And she went... And she made a big deal out of this, and she raised awareness to it. And uh, while, you know, the white people, they dismissed her as an evil occultist who practiced black magic. And she told them, she said, this is not what black magic is. This is not what it's about. And so she worked her way through the community to become as big as she was. And that's how she became the Creole queen. She actually, her, her phrase was, they named her the Creole Queen of New Orleans, and she carried this. But like you said, she was very under the radar, under the radar, her and her husband. And for people who don't realize, he was considered a carpenter. And back then, if you were a carpenter, you were a cabinet maker. I don't know if you knew that. But yes, her husband was considered a carpenter, but he was a cabinet maker. That's what he did. He made cabinets for the a lot of, from what I understand, he made a lot of cabinets for a lot of the, houses and homes that are in New Orleans right now on Bourbon Street and stuff like that. Hmm. Back. So, 
And that oh. takes that takes skills. So yeah, I mean, that is very skilled. Yes. And she also she was a healer and a herbalist. So she um, she believed in using herbs and using them for healing and sickness. So a lot of people went to her, and when they seen that her methods were working, a lot of the white people started going to her, and it helped bring her to more fame. And uh, so. But she was something else. I mean, she did do spiritual ceremonies of healing and faith. Everybody, you know, but there is a lot of stuff that's unanswered about Marie Laveau. I mean, there is, you know, you can go back and read records on her stuff. She, they claim she's done that had never been proven wrong, or you know, or not. They they, they can't prove if she did it or she didn't do it. And uh, but they say she wasn't a, a woman to make mad. That if she got mad, she would hold it against you with all, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people look at the and say, oh, man, Baru the Boat, that was bad. You know, even wrote a song about her. And she was bad, man. She really wasn't. No, she was good. She was just a, a down-to-earth person that wanted to live her life and liked helping people. And she helped, and she was also, uh, what do you call it back now? I just, I, I just call her uh, a brain clog. Um, she would help deliver babies. She was a midwife. Uh, midwife midwife she was a midwife and they said she was a very good midwife so save those babies but, but yeah it's uh unbelievable what this stuff people say about it but then if you're from new orleans and you go to new orleans everywhere you go in new orleans you'll see something about marie laveau yes. you'll see some voodoo and in the voodoo shops you can see pictures of her all through the you know new orleans and you can even go into baton rouge i mean everybody you know has a story about her uh, but like like they say, you know, the story of Marie Laveau is, is much richer than people think it is, you know. Yeah, and if you go to if you go to visit New Orleans, like um, I did the the first time with um with Paige, is that you got to go to her her one little special um her voodoo shops. Her voodoo <laughs> shops. Just voodoo shops all over the all over the French Quarter. Yeah, it's all there's so many that it's almost hard to tell which ones are the legit ones, but they all seem about the same. Right. Yeah, a little bit right. of tourist there, and, okay? And yeah. another thing people don't realize is she was not born in New Orleans. A lot of people think she was born in New Orleans, but Marie Laveau wasn't. Her daughter was born in New Orleans, but Marie La, Marie Laveau was born in West Africa. Where she where? was taken. West Africa. Was born she was born in West Africa. Oh, okay. I yep. think she only had, what, two of her children survive to adulthood? Uh, I, that's a good question. I didn't look at it. I know her daughter. Yeah, she, she had, had, they had several, they had but daughters. they didn't all die because it was like the, the cholera epidemic and dysentery. Yeah. Yellow and fever, all that got them. All the good stuff. Yeah. You know that one of her heirs is not buried with her, and there's no reflection of as of to why but uh I, I know her she which is crazy i mean you know her mother was marguerite laveau uh, she was a she was a a freed slave what they call free slave free living and uh, her great-grandmother all were born in west africa when it came down and i think when her daughter was born she started practicing and then that's when the uh they called it the plague back then and she treated a lot of these people she even treated her own kids and tried to save her own kids so 
Uh, there's a story about that too, about how Marie Laveau was so evil she couldn't save her own kids, which is not true. I mean, it was it was a uh, collar. You couldn't. It was beyond her capability. Exactly. It was. Uh, it's not like today we can go to the doctor, take a shot, pop, you know, take a pill, you know, done. But um, that was that's another story you can. Um, if you go into the New Orleans archives, you can read it. It raised a lot of ruckus as to why she couldn't heal, heal her own kids from the sickness. So it's, right. uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. But you ever heard the song about Marie Laveau? I probably have, but it's been a while. Yeah, that was, uh, another man done gone. That's a good one. <laughs> but that's the, and, and you, you walk through New Orleans and, all people want to do when they go visit there, a lot of people, they want to go to the gravesite of Marie Laveau. And they think she's just crazy down there. And it's sad because the tour guide, they started off with, yeah, she was this and she was that. But towards the end, they say she really was a good person. But they try to bend her off as she was the most evil thing you ever saw. And you didn't mess with her. And, well, it's, it's, and, good for, it's better for business. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But that's you got to build the hype. It's the it's hype. Called, have marred her grave site. You seen her grave yeah. site? Yeah. Like? I mean, it's just it was it's ridiculous. And I, I almost want to think that it's just because of the surrounding area. Because I mean, um, and the legends associated with yeah, it. Yeah, because shamanism's it. It almost to me, it almost runs hand in hand with with voodoo, because I right. mean, you're, you're talking about ancient tribal beliefs and how they have you know they have magic to uh cure or curse or you know just to keep you in uh, good health oh here's my notes so ah, so, my notes. Right. <laughs> right, so marie laveau and and clapion they lived together for 30 years. they were never married even though they called them husband right they were never married Come and uh, they had so the thing is the way it goes they know for sure they had at least seven children together but from what I, I read one is not buried in the family tomb or maybe more than one they don't go into too much about that they were probably never they were never officially married due to the anti uh mitigation laws in any case marie laveau was known for more new orleans than being a wife and a mother she was well loved well respected in the city Laveau habitually hosted New Orleans lawyers, legislators, planners, and merchants at her home between Rampart and Burgundy Street. Oh, yes, and you can go see her home. It is still... It's still there. And it, yeah, the house is still there. She doled out advice, offered her opinion on current events, helped the sick, and hosted any anyone visiting in town. She was always open to hosting for anyone whether race or color. Well, almost, I just want to say it almost seems political also that um, the right. uh, the political uh, people around the New Orleans area would uh, attach themselves to the most political person or, you know, more, more um, I guess, right. famous right. person or well-accepted person in that... Um, uh, I guess community, so that way they could. Yeah, and here's what you were saying. Remember yeah. what you were saying about the because she did stylist. 
is that her narrow room heard as much wit and scandal as any of the historical saloons of Paris. The New York Times wrote in her obituary, there were businessmen well off who would not to see before consulting her upon the probabilities of the voyage because they wanted her blessing. Right. That's pretty cool. I mean, for are you talking big businessmen out here? They wouldn't even they wouldn't even leave the docks until they went and talked to her. Hey, should we go? Hey, what do you think? What's your your thoughts on this adventure of mine? Well, that was a nice source of income. Yeah. And written the day mm -hmm. she died, the New York Times called her one of the most wonderful women who ever lived. She was also a voodoo queen who oversaw ceremonies in New Orleans, but loved everyone but was not to best with <laughs> oh yeah i mean if you're uh if you're someone who's uh like her who's really into into the into the voodoo kind of like idea and also can go with a contemporary idea of being along the, the catholic church you can probably attract a whole bunch of people uh legend has it that she the catholic church st louis cathedral the church there in, this, in Jackson Square allowed her to do a ceremony in the in the cathedral. Really? Which, yeah. which is rare. Yeah, that's not something that's going to happen go very back, often. And I mean, and uh, if you look back, I mean, Henry will tell you that he's Catholic. The Catholic religion looks down on voodoo and black magic. I mean, yeah, and witchcraft. I mean, just recently. They look down on, hey, no, you cannot be cremated. That's a sin, you know. But for them to let her do that, they had a lot of faith in her, a lot. And uh, they they wrote this numerous articles. I mean, if you go into the New Orleans archives, you can pull up articles about healings. You know, nobody talked about healings back then. But they talk about healings. See, people go to her with these sicknesses, and two days would be fine and lived to be a prosperous age so she was doing healings back then so she had to be a person of god i mean that's how i look at it i mean so no well, in another in, in another way she might be you know because i'm sure she had to deal with you know spirits and people oh. and everything and how the catholic church does that too with uh you know yeah get, yeah get yep. rid of evil spirits in homes <clears throat> and homes and out of people and you know, exorcists and all that. Wow, that's good. It's, it, I got another article right here. It said, um, Laveau, who likely learned about voodoo from her family and her African neighbors, filled her home with altars, candles, and flowers. She invited people of all races and all affiliations, from poor to rich, to attend every Friday meetings where they prayed, sang, danced, and chanted as Queen Marie Laveau would do every Friday. Hmm. That's, and they let her do this. I mean, which, if you think about it, if you're talking, you know, 1800s, it's before Civil War and into Civil War times, she was already a freed, you know, a freed person. Yeah, so but I wonder, I wonder if... if if it wasn't her being a freed person, if they would have allowed her to do that, like, you know, if it wasn't Marie Laveau who, who's freed, maybe if it was like a popular, uh, like, a, I don't know, just 
just a, a popular person in the um in the town but didn't have the uh the voodoo that Marie Laveau had. So you see what I'm saying well, is that Yeah. Yeah. And if she wouldn't have been a, a, a free person of color back then, she'd have been it's she'd have been martyred and they said she would have been martyred as a witch. Right. And I'll tell them what would happen. Because in, in this article this was written um this was written in, I guess, about midway her life. This was probably in her 40s. It said, though people of all races visited Laveau and attended her ceremonies, many of the white culture people accepted voodoo as a legitimate, I mean, many of never accepted voodoo as a legitimate religion. And it said most of the white people who witnessed rituals sometimes sensationalized them and this is where the story spread outside of Marie Laveau through New Orleans about the voodoo and the dark art. And this is why she got her devilish, evil, worshipping name. So there was people that didn't agree with her, but yet all the higher-ups in New Orleans at the time, I'm talking the, the you know, you get, like the senators, the governors, all the, the, the ritual, they accepted her. It was the, they claimed the middle class they didn't accept her. So it was probably be the Catholics back then. They, you know, we didn't. But uh, it's just there's so many stories about her. And then it, one of the stories says, you know, a lot of it is unpleasant. Nobody knows. You have all the good stuff people say and all the bad stuff people, but they can they can't really confirm all the bad stuff they say about her. But they can confirm all the good things. So she was a great person. So, yeah, and so that, we just, just we just spit it out to the whole world. Marie Laveau is if y'all go see Marie Laveau's gravesite and she does something to y'all, it's because y'all did something to her. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, you get to uh, approach a grave with uh, respect. That's it. Because I mean, be if you, if you think about it, she's uh in in the in that way that she's still a, a spiritual leader, almost kind of like um, you know, most important spiritual leaders. For their people, right. even for, you know, like a priest or a, a rabbi or, um, you know, something like that. Wow. And that, you know, that, that runs along the spiritual spiritual line for, you know, people to, to believe in uh, the, the supernatural. I mean, that's a lot of what religion is, is uh, believing in the supernatural, whether it's like in writings or beliefs and... Uh, you know, you know some of the uh, customs and the way that they wow. worship too. Wow! So I mean, it kind of I think it all everything kind of ties to each other in one religion, especially if if the religion is not telling you to go kill somebody, but you know, just spread peace and help and and health, help people out. Wow. This is an amazing article. This was the last thing written the day she passed away. Uh, and it was the New York Times wrote, which I didn't know the New York Times was that dated that far back, but it does. And it's pretty cool. Y'all might want to hear this. It says the secret of her life, however, could only be obtained from the old lady herself. The New York Times wrote, but she would never tell the smallest part of what she knew. And now her lids are closed forever. Many mysteries remain about Marie Laveau, but it is certain 
But one thing is certain is that her rise wouldn't have never been possible anywhere but in the city of New Orleans because the Creole and Cajun people accepted. And that was the last thing they wrote. And it almost seems like it brought them together, too, in a way. It did. It, man, look, need some more of that around here. But uh, that's it. And I think that's that's probably what that's probably what she wanted to do. I I imagine is to bring, you know, the um, the whites, the blacks, the Creoles. I mean, everybody together in in one yep. way. And she kind of did. It seems like. And it's in one of, one of her statements. She that's what she said. She said she wanted to bring everyone together to have peace. She said, but to. What does it say? It's back in my notes here. She wanted to bring everyone in New Orleans to peace and around the world, but she knew she couldn't leave the city to do so. So she had to make a mark so people would carry her word around. Mm-hmm. Makes and, and and I get that she she couldn't ever leave. I mean, imagine if she went to Mississippi or Alabama or Idaho or something like that and did that. I mean, they would think she's a witch. Yeah, exactly. We're going to Salem. We are. We go, we're going. Uh, I gotta let y'all know that we're going to Salem. When? <laughs> uh, in October. We're going on vacation. And we decided we're going to Salem. Uh, oh. So I'm going to uh, come with you, correct? <laughs> well, we plan. I don't, my, I don't take up much room. But uh, it's uh. I hear that's a place. That's, uh, yeah, some, but you know, Salem and, uh, in October is going to be madhouse. What's that? It's gonna be Madhouse. Oh, over there in Salem, yes. That's okay. Well, we we are going to Maine, but so uh, we want to stop there. But stop uh, when she died on she died on June fifteenth of eighteen eighty one, she was largely celebrated by newspapers in New Orleans and beyond for the first time in her life. Some, however, danced around the question of whether or not she had practiced voodoo. Others disparaged her as a sinful woman who did crazy things in the night. But most of New Orleans praised her as the voodoo queen, the healer, and the best hairdresser in New Orleans. Well, definitely a very historic and stalwart uh, name and person in in that area because, I mean, she's very popular and... uh, deep part of the New Orleans history. Unbelievable. And they wouldn't let her marry. She, that, that was one of her things. She wanted, she wanted to marry her husband, but she couldn't because it was considered they couldn't. They just wouldn't let her. I was like, wow, man. What's crazy world we live in? We, now, we got ain't like that, you know? But you know, voodoo is still practiced in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And there is still descendants of Marie Laveau that live in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and um, down Voodoo Bay, Voodoo Bayou. Uh, so voodoo is a big thing in New Orleans. It's always going to be a big history, and there's good and bad in it. So this is, unfortunately, everybody thinks Marie Laveau is uh, just the worst person in the world. Well, she, ain't. It, she, he's a, she's, she was a good person who introduced something good to the city to help people. And uh, but now you go to New Orleans. There was bad ones back then, 
and it still is. So it's good, just like this, you know, it's good religion, it's bad religion. So. Yeah, but there's good people and bad people. I mean, you know. I went to Hug Brady's site one day, and um, I've been there quite a few times as a kid. You know, being a kid, you know, going to the grave site, acting a fool, you know. Her but, actual um, grave site? I've seen, I've seen stuff happen at that grave site. I can't explain. I've seen a guy get thrown. Literally, he reached and he grabbed. They say leave her a gift, but don't steal from her. Once the gift is left, it has to stay there until it just fades away. When they go to clean up the grave site, they don't touch that. That stuff stays there. And if you look at the pictures, you see, I mean, some parts of the year, it's just, it's piled up. And um, you don't take nothing from it. And this guy grabs something. He goes, ah, look what I got. He put it in his pocket. And, you know, he was across 35 feet throwing backwards. Now, does that mean she's a bad person? No, I just think it means she's protecting her own. Sure, it makes sense. That's her property. Yep. My cousin, the one I tried to get to talk to y'all, Bimbo, you know, every Cajun has a nickname, so. But um, he um, he saw, you know, somebody left an old, I guess probably somebody from Vegas came down, but they left, there was a token there, and it was an old $100 token, and they left it. And he saw it, he was, oh, man, that's, a, that's an antique token, so he... And he grabbed it and put it in his pocket. And he decided he was going to take it home and, you know, look it up. And then he was going to bring it back. He didn't think nothing of it. And I'm like, man, that boy said, you, man, you stole it from the dead. He goes, no, it was just sitting right there. It's, on a, it's not in the tomb. I said, I don't care. You know the. And bad stuff started happening to him. He will, he'll tell you the story. I'm going to try to get him to tell you this. But for almost a month and a half, I mean, he got in a wreck. He had lights going on and off at his house. I mean, he it literally almost goes crazy. And that was at, and that was after he removed that object. That's after he removed the object. The very night he came home with it, it started. And when I say it never stopped, he would call me in the middle of the night. Man, my yeah. lights flicking on and off. I went outside. So I'm afraid. I'm hearing stuff. Something. Man, my doors are slamming in the house. And we all kept telling him, "Man, you need to go bring that back." He said, man, it's not that. I don't, I just, I, you know, and so yeah. about a month later, he that no, I wouldn't. and he went and he put it back and it stopped. He put it back. He apologized for taking it. He said a prayer and he left and it stopped. Well, I'm going to tell you that story. Huh? He was, uh, yeah, he, uh, it shook him up pretty good. And this has happened to many people. Uh, there's stories of people come from out of town that have, taking just a rock from in front of her grave, just a rock, and drove all the way back months later to put it back because she protects her dead. She's dead before she died. That's her stuff. She's still still alive even after she's passed away. She's alive. She's just not on this plane. Yep. That's it. That's it. According to Miss Julep, our new mascot. (laughs) So when people think of voodoo as a, an evil, it's evil. It's not. You know, being caged and growing up in a swamp, I mean, uh, voodoo was a religion. And she was a good person. And I'm sure, um, I mean, but voodoo can also be a bad religion. It's like you have satanic cults. You have religion. Christianity can be bad. Right. Yeah, and I mean, Christianity a lot of the younger even... ones have taken it for granted and started turning it into evil stuff. And like anything, ooh, thank you. like anything 
good, you can turn bad. I mean, you can yeah. use it for the wrong reasons or you can use it for the right reasons. So I like to get that out there and let people know, you know, you see the shows on TV, all the do the voodoo, and that's when you know, people were dying and choking and all that. Well, it was, I don't think it was like that. But yeah, I, I guess it's grave, i tell you that right now. And I'm sure there was people that could use it to the the wrong way. Oh, yeah. St. Francisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have a long history on that one for you. And uh, that's... Read up on St. Francisville Plantation, and you can learn how Buddha was used. Which and one? All... St. Shadows on the Tish or St. Francisville? Or... Isn't there several well, plantations in that area? Yeah, St. Francisville Plantation. It's in it's in it's in St. Francisville, uh, Louisiana, and um, it's she, the the lady slave there practiced voodoo, but she used it as an evil technique. Uh, and uh, uh. it's yeah, the place is really haunted. I mean, you used to be able to you can tour it, and you used to be able to tour all the rooms in the house, but now there's one particular room in the house. You cannot tour anymore because Oprah's cameraman was hurt really bad by a paranormal spirit. Oh. And, um, till this, since that day, it's been closed well, off. it was with Oprah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but if you read the history going back, there was voodoo practice there. And I don't know, I, I, I say voodoo is good. Black magic is the bad. So they right. pack, I, I said, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, I, like I was saying, it's the same thing as like shamanism. There's a black shamanism and there's a sh- shamanism that's in like touch with any magic. Yeah, <laughs> with nature, even with uh, witchcraft, too, I imagine. Yes, even with witchcraft, Jeffrey. You right. got white witches. And you know, and- Marie Laveau said it in a, oh man, I didn't write that down. I wish I wrote that one down. Now that I'm thinking of it. But she said she practiced voodoo and she also practiced black magic of good and she said but her magic she didn't practice her magic by cutting head off a chicken and sprinkling blood everywhere um and dancing with snakes that's a different (laughs) practice and that's what people don't get not all voodoo or black magic is practiced with animals usually when there's an animal involved and you're bleeding out an animal or using body parts of an animal or you're grave robbing you that's evil black magic. That's the bad, what we call the bad voodoo. Right. Uh, and that's, there is still some of that going on in Louisiana. I mean, I live down there, I've seen it. I mean, we run, you run across it, uh, abandoned buildings with, I mean, they robbed the graves. They still do it to the day. After Katrina, they were robbing graves left and right. And uh, it's sad. It we is. Never do that. Well, Mr. Walter. But, I How think it's it. We will continue, a, may, probably do a voodoo session yeah. later on. There's a lot, a lot to learn right now. Now, how long was you in Louisiana? I moved away from Louisiana when I was 17. Oh, okay. Did you ever get to go see her gravesite? No, no, I did not. Well, then you have to put that on your bucket list. Yeah, it's, it's on the list. It's pretty amazing. The cemetery itself is amazing. It's probably, it's the biggest, I mean... I haven't seen the cemetery that, but it's, you will get an eerie feeling 
but everybody says, oh, you get this area feeling when you go around. You, you, you get an area feeling coming in, but when you get to her, her site, yeah, she's, you, uh, you don't really get a feeling about it. You just get aggravated because people have defaced it so much. Right. That's always a, a shame. Yeah, because yeah. the part of Louisiana I grew up in was southwest. Right. You know, around Lake Charles. Lafayette. No, True. not Lafayette, but further west. Oh, you was way, oh, you was. I was almost in Texas. <laughs> you was way out of, you, Cajun, that's Cajun, it's still south. I know. My grandmother was a, to my mom was a toots. My, her mom was a uh, shagua. Now, can you explain what, what that is? Last names. Uh, <laughs> you said it wrong. It's Chagua. Chagua. It was better than him trying to say it. He would say, Shore Boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm really Andrew, the Caviez, the Mafia. Shark Boy. And the Blanches. And, you know, everybody says, Oh, you related to Boudreaux and Thibodeau? Well, I'm sure I am, but. Somewhere. Those are, so we have an old an old joke about it. They go, "Hey, are you related to Boudreaux and Thibodeaux?" Too? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure I am." But I said, "Those are those are just a joke." <laughs> right? It's like you know, tubes and chaguas. I mean, it's like we all, yeah. Right. So you chaguas that's full Cajuns. That's yeah. Cajun name right there. That was my grandmother. Oh. So a lot of my family, even till today, my like my Aunt Emily. Uh, you mentioned Marie Laveau, or you mentioned Black Magic, or Voodoo, and they go quiet. They're scared of it. A lot of the older Cajuns, are, they're, they're actually scared of it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's crazy. Um, I don't know why. I don't understand why. Superstition. It's, it, you know, they call it... They, that's that's bad juju they say they say oh that's bad juju no no don't talk about that now that's bad juju so but um so tonight's drink i'm drinking is black coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh i am shocked black I, and, and look, I drink all day man all day i gotta stop it on weekends i had a little um a little boost to it but yeah, boost, huh? Had the form of spirit. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I love the new, the new emblem. It's it's cool. I like it. It goes with the little cocktail. The, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's Our, good. Um, so tonight, I heard we had a new person here. Who is it? It was you. Yeah, oh, we, um, okay. Nikki's here. Henry's oh. wife. Oh, uh, yeah. their son designed the emblem, the ghost. I like it. I like it. Well, Mr. Um, Walter, we're going to sign off here. You can hang out. Hey, don't hang up yet, but we're going to sign off on the podcast. All right, good, because I got something I got to tell y'all about something. All right. Henry? All right, folks. Again, thank you for everything. And join us again next week when we come up with something else. And remember, keep chasing spirits about the kind you drink and the kind that you don't drink. And stay strange. <laughs>